Welcome to the House of Worship podcast. We hope you are blessed by today's message. For more information, visit our website at www.myhouseofworship.org. Father, we bless you. We gather in your name and we lift up your name, we hallow your name. We declare that your name is the name that is above every other name. We thank you for the power in your name. We thank you for the authority in your name. We thank you that your name is a strong tower and we, the righteous, run in and are safe. Thank you for safety in turbulent times. Thank you for being a shield unto us. Thank you for being our strength and our stability. Thank you for being our future and our present. We bless you. We honor you. We submit to your governance, Holy Spirit. Establish your rule through us. We thank you for what you're going to do with us tonight. Bless everyone that is tuned in everyone that is going to be later participating we ask that let the import of this season touch every life we thank you that the heavens will continue to declare your glory that your earth you have created will always speak of your handiwork may the evidence of your power be experienced and let your sacrifice speak for every one of us thank you Jesus thank you Holy Spirit thank you Heavenly Father in Jesus name and everyone would say amen I want to welcome you tonight to streams of living water our midweek gathering of house of worship and I just want to give a shout out to everyone who is on Facebook who is on YouTube who is on the conference line and uh, I want to say hey Samuel and uh, Sydney Kumoji I'm giving you a shout out all the young folks love you we're excited that you're we, we are part of your life and you're part of our lives uh, we want to say to everyone who has been to work and has been home uh, those that may be going on a night shift uh, all the health workers we bless you we thank God for you and may God honor you and may God preserve you may that which you are doing for us may the Lord himself defend you and may the Lord get glory out of what he is putting you to make a difference in the world now before we get into what we are going to share tonight I want us to take a, a moment or two to just pray because of the times we're in. And I want us to also develop this mindset, just like in the medical field, we learn from them that most of their medications are cocktails. They are uh, different, uh, uh, either uh, chemicals they bring together and, and make this cocktail that brings a remedy. And when you are praying, I need you to also employ that same strategy where you take scriptures and form a cocktail. Now, the wisdom in that is that Jesus, for example, didn't heat all the blind people the same way. 
All right. Some of them, he would tell them to go wash. Others, he would put mud uh, with spit on. Others, he would lay hands on. And, and you ought to know that even with this COVID-19 that we're dealing with, everyone is not being affected the same way. People have underlying conditions. So you cannot necessarily use the same method. You want to listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying for that individual you are praying for, and then you can deploy the scriptures in that order. And let the Spirit of God guide us, and may we be effective. I'm trusting God that throughout this period, whilst we trust God and we, we're seeing people being delivered, uh, we prayed for someone yesterday, uh, they could not breathe. Uh, they, they text me this morning, they had a fabulous night, they could breathe. And God is able to do it. God is able to do it, folks. Uh, we're trusting God uh, that He would teach us, uh, give us wisdom, give us scripture upon scripture, but we learn to form these cocktails and release them according to the wisdom of God. And please, this is a time where you deploy the spirit of the letter, not just the letter. You want to make sure that you're getting the spirit behind the word and releasing it. So I want us to put two scriptures together. That is Hebrews chapter number four, verse 13. Hebrews four, verse 13. No creature is hidden from him, but all things are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. So nothing is hidden from God. God sees everything. So I may not be able to see COVID-19 with my naked eyes, but it does not escape the eye of God. Now, if you understand this in context of, of those in the medical field, they need to be able to diagnose before they can prognose. All right? And they have to be able to identify what they are trying to hit with a medication. Now, the God we serve is declaring that nothing is hidden from him. So when somebody gets attacked by the virus, God can direct us to the right place and the exact spot and what to say and what to declare, and it will be done. Now, the next verse I want to add to this so we can form our cocktail is Job chapter number 26, verse 6. It says, Hell is naked before him, and destruction has no covering. I want you to hear this. He says that destruction has no covering. So if we think that this virus is mutating in ways in which we don't have any medication to it, no sir, no ma'am, there is no destruction that has a covering when it comes to God. God's word can penetrate that virus, can stop that virus. So now I want us to put this together. It is locatable, it can be identified. Therefore, that which is seen is temporal. Do you remember that scripture? Anything that is seen is temporal. So once we bring it into being seen, then we slap on it an expiration. So therefore, we declare concerning COVID-19, we have named you as people. And according to the ordinance of naming, we have brought you under control. Therefore, COVID-19, hear my voice. We open everything up onto the medications that are available now. And we declare that you will not hide under any cover. There is no destruction that you can hide under. You will not attack lungs and cause them to be irreparable. You will not at attack anyone's respiratory system and render it 
unrepairable. Therefore, tonight, we submit you to the word of God and we declare to you, leave everyone you are harassing in any hot spot from New York to California. And we declare that anyone that has been affected, we declare tonight that you are free from it. In the name of Jesus, we release the breath of God into you. We command the wings of God to carry the breath of God and be released in you. By the sacrifice of Jesus, we declare that let the 39 stripes of Jesus answer to that which is going on in your body. And I release your ability to breathe freely. I release your ability to, to function. I lower your body temperature. I declare that your temperature comes to normal. I speak to your lungs. I speak to your organs. I command every organ of yours not to fail. You will not come into organ failure. And I release you from every confusion in your mind. And I command every fear to be subjected to the power of God and I declare your healing as others have been healed so do I declare you will be healed princess wherever you are princess walls wherever you are in New York we command strength to come into your lungs strength to come into your respiratory system I bless that Jude Arthur I command you to come out of this condition let your life become a testimony of God's ability to heal. Whoever you are out there, we love you and we cover you with the love of God and we declare let healing find you and locate you. Whether you are in the hospital or you are in the home, Warren, I command life to get a hold of you. Let the spirit of holiness breathe life into you now in the name of Jesus. We bless you. We declare live and don't die. And let the testament of the resurrection life of Christ be your portion in this season. In Jesus' name, and everyone will say, Amen. So I just want to encourage you. Uh, I gave you a new term. Uh, uh, you got to learn how to make uh, uh, cocktails with your prayer. Develop cocktail prayers where you put scriptures together and, and then release them by the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Once again, I just want to say welcome to tonight, and I'm trusting that God will help us. God would encourage our hearts. God will move us in the direction in which we have to go in this season. Thank God that He's still with us. He never left us or forsook us. Thank God that irrespective of how challenging the times are, our God is able our God is able. And in this season where we, we celebrate the Passover, we celebrate the death and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus, we, we know that we are overcomers. We know that we are coming out of this. We know that his sacrifice was established so that I and you would have a chance, we'll have a future, we'll have a hope. So keep hope alive and keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. I also want to encourage you. I want you to endear yourself to the spirit of truth. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit. With all the lies that is flying around, you want to hear the Holy Spirit. And when he tells you, don't open that piece of information, just leave it alone. And sometimes, uh, you know, the presentation may sound so good, it may sound so rich, but it does not make it the truth. So I want to encourage you that the spirit of truth is with you. You will never leave you or forsake you. You will not die, but you will live. God always has a means of solving a problem. He uses the small things of this world or the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. Uh, a lot of remedies are 
are way smaller than uh, the magnitude of the issue. Just like keys are smaller than the doors they open. And the things that God uses to, to outwit the enemy sometimes are contrary to what our minds can conceive. So for example, he would, he would hang on the cross, look like he's defeated, but on, in that very atmosphere, he was defeating the enemy. That's why the scriptures record that if the enemy knew, if Satan knew, he would not have crucified them. When he thought that crucifixion was the end, it actually was setting up the stage. I want to say to someone that COVID-19 is setting the stage up for your industry to blossom. It's giving you an opportunity to get an idea or finish something that you had many years ago. This is a time where dreamers are, are, are being born. This is the time where interpreters are being sought after. But more importantly, for what we want to do and we've been doing for the past three, uh, uh, three uh, weeks is understanding that this is the time for the implementer. So I want you to uh, come along with me as we, we delve into this. So we want to understand that anyone who has been forgotten, I came to say to you, if you've been forgotten, you've been working so hard, you've been a contributor in your industry, in your congregation in your nation uh, for so long in your school. Some of you are working in, in labs and, and the professors are taking all the credit. I want you to know that this is the time where you would be remembered. This is the time where you will be remembered. Now, you know, dreamers, uh, uh, we've established that dreamers uh, sometimes can be uh, very annoying or come across as crazy. Uh, uh, you, dreamers usually are very youthful, or, or, sorry, I said useful. They are very uh, childlike, uh, and they are sometimes uh, we haven't said this, but we want to add this. They are very self-centered, uh, you know, and and sometimes you know they because of that uh, kind of uh, childlike way in which they approach life, uh, they can easily get under your skin. You know, they're having a dream today, tomorrow they have a dream, and, and you're wondering, okay, so dreaming, 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 so what are we doing? Are we going to be eating the dream? And they won't stop dreaming either. Now, when we have uh, someone who is dreaming, we need to learn that if God is entrusting you with a dream, he's also challenging you to come to the place of interpreting the dream because you know dreams are not always uh, the way they look like uh, we're not here to to teach on uh, uh, dream interpretation but uh, you know when you get to the next stage of interpreting your dream uh, you come to that place where you are in the youthful stage now you're also able not to only interpret your dream but is also able to interpret other dreams now one of the things that comes alongside with the interpreters is that they, they care for others they they, they they have a system in place that they assist others to have uh, uh, their dreams made clear to them now they may not give you how to go about it but at least they make it clear to you. They kind of give you a jump start. They assist you to come into your promises. They, they assist you to come along uh, uh, from just having a dream to knowing that that dream is workable. Yeah. Now, the third stage is coming into the implementing stage where you are repositioned and to make a difference in that dream that uh, you are interpreting. Now, it's not only your dreams that you need to interpret and implement, but you can become an implementer of other people's dreams. So, for example, in most nations, we have only one leader, and then he has a cabinet, and he has so many 
people that work alongside with him, usually those that work alongside with him are supposed to be the interpreters of his dream. And I want to challenge you if your leader is not dreaming the dreams of God for the nation, can you ask God, please put in, give him a dream. Now, the reason why I'm saying that is when the leaders are not dreaming, the implementers are still kept in jail. They are kept far away. They, they seem not to be in the limelight. And some of you listening to me are interpreters uh, and, and implementers for your organization. And as long as the leader of the organization is not dreaming dreams that, that make him look for solution, your, 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 <laughs> your value would not be sought for. The gift God has put in you would not be necessary. Some of us are not being called for, not because we are not valuable. It's because the time or the season for our manifestation is not necessary because there's nothing for us to do. But I came to say to someone, the time for you to show up is now. The time for your wisdom to be enjoyed by nations is now. The time for you to make sure that that organization, that household, that institution, that dorm is moving to its next level is because a dream needs an implementer. So I want to awaken the implementers that are listening to me now. I want to awaken you onto your call. I want to declare that the days of feeling that you've been neglected are over. God is in need of you. For example, Esther did not understand that she was supposed to be an implementer, not somebody who was just filling a spot. And, they, and Mordecai said, Esther, you got to understand, you are in this time of being a queen, not just to look cute, but to understand the ramifications of being able to not only interpret the situation, but step in and become an implementer. Risk your queenship for that moment, but not risking it just for you to get off the scene, but for you to become a fixture all these years. So we want to thank God for every one of you. So quickly, the first stage is uh, uh, childlike. The second stage is youthfulness. The third stage is when you come into maturity. Now, you've got to understand that when you're childlike, you, you, you're just wanting to serve. All right? You just want to serve. I mean, I've seen all my children grow up in that childlike stage. Uh, can I help? Can I help? Can I help? Then once they get into the youthful stage, you've got to... Uh, Break them, right? <laughs> but of course, the youthful stage uh, seeks recognition, but also seeks to serve. The third is the maturity stage where you are serving others into their inheritance. So it's not all about you, but it's understanding that you, you help those that you are interpreting their dream to come into the fullness of that which the Lord has given them. So I want us to read uh, a couple of scriptures and then put it together. Now, we've looked at this scripture in Ecclesiastes 9, 14 to 16, which is very important. And uh, we want to look at it. Then we'll go to Genesis and then tie it all together. So Ecclesiastes 9, 14 to 16 says, There was a small city with a few men in it. A great king came against it, surrounded it built large siege walks against it, 
Now a poor wise man was found in the city, and he delivered the city by his wisdom, yet no one remembered the poor man. And I said, wisdom is better than strength, but the wisdom of the poor man is despised, and his words are not heeded to. Now the thing with wisdom is that wisdom never discriminates who it attaches itself to. One of the things about wisdom is that if you would respect and honor wisdom, it will become an associate of yours. And this poor wise man had enough wisdom to deliver a whole nation, but he was simply forgotten. Next is that when you keep in that state of being poor, what happens is that your wisdom is not regarded. Sometimes in crisis times like this, those who may have the remedy are not considered important because their love may be so small. They, they, the way they carry themselves may be uh, of such a, a state that people would not even take what they are saying serious. So I want you to change your attitude. I, I don't want you to, uh, uh, to come across as you are poor. This wise man who is described as poor, was not poor. He had wisdom with such great value, but he had not learned how to place value on his wisdom. And I want to challenge someone listening to me tonight that it's high time you put some value to who you are, what you have, and what God has vested in you. The, 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 the body of Christ has this scripture that says that we have in these earthly vessels treasure. So for everyone that has the spirit of God in you, you have treasure in you. And if you have treasure, don't call yourself someone who does not have anything. For example, we have this going on in the world where a group of people will decide to call a certain portion of the world poor nations, developing nations, uh, whatever description they add. Now, unfortunately, it's just a description of what these nations are in their eyes and also to sell the idea that they are poor. Now, they think they are poor, but they happen to have the most natural resources in the world. So how can a place that is so endowed with all the resources be called a poor nation? So being poor is not a f necessarily a function of what you have or don't have. It's more a function of how sometimes you are perceived or you perceive yourself. So I want you to know that you have stuff. You have things that do not make you poor. So stop letting others discredit what you have. Sometimes the size of your following can make people think you are poor. These are not times to see yourself poor. A small lap can give the whole yeah. world the results for the answer to COVID-19. So I want to say, let this lie that the enemy is propagating over your life. It doesn't matter what you look like now, you are not poor. Joseph was a prisoner, but the whole answer for the redemption of Egypt was in his mouth. 
everybody was eventually going to bow to him. And at that point, it was just a question of time. So welcome to your stage, implementer. Welcome to the place where your wisdom, your understanding, your knowledge, and the gift that God has put in you will make all the difference. So can you join me as we go to Genesis chapter number 41. Genesis 41, we want to read to 46. Now this is Genesis 41, I'm reading from 28, I'm sorry. Genesis 41, I'm reading from 28. Now this is the thing which I have spoken to Pharaoh. God has shown Pharaoh what he is about to do. Now this is classic God. He always would tell us what he is about. Sometimes he may not, but it does not mean that he does not have it available. He says concerning him, it is the, to the glory of God to conceal a thing. Now listen to me. In this season, we're talking about COVID-19 and there's no cure. Now, why do we say in science that we've discovered a cure? Anything you discovered already existed. All right? Now, it may not exist in one body, like we talked about the cocktail, all the elements of the cure are available. God is such that he designed that anything you need tomorrow already exists before you enter into the tomorrow. You just need to find it. You just need to come across it. So I want you to trust God that whatever you need, whatever God has in store for you, God has already prepared it. God has the raw materials. He has the things that will make for that which you need to happen. Think about it. Before he brought the fish, he had made the water. The water was available. So the fish comes out of the water. Whatever it is, whatever remedy we need for COVID-19 exists. So for example, there's an immune system in your body that has been designed by God before COVID came into play. So that at the time when COVID comes into play, you need to work on boosting your immune so that your immune would fight for you. So I want someone to trust God. Whatever it is, whatever solution we are looking for, it's not too far away from you. Can someone say, I will look for that which God has provided. I will seek for that which God has placed in my nation. I would go out and, and look for it. It is available. It is around. I need you to reorient your mind. I need you. You see, by the renewing of our minds, uh, we, our whole orientation is adjusted. And sometimes what we don't ascribe to, we don't become participants of. The secret the result, the, what would resolve this pandemic is in existence. And I say it one more time. What would resolve this pandemic is in, in existence. It's not outside the world. It's not going to come from uh, some uh, nobler's uh, 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 galaxy. It's right here. That is the design of God. And that is how we roll. So let's continue reading. We, we're reading from uh, we, we, we 29. Indeed, seven years of great plenty will come throughout all the land of Egypt. But after the seven years of famine will arise, and all the plenty will be forgotten in the land of Egypt, and the famine will deplete the land. So the plenty will not be known in the land because the farming following. For 
it will be very severe. And the dream was repeated to Pharaoh twice because the thing is established by God and God will surely bring it to pass. Now, therefore, let Pharaoh select a discerning and wise man and set him over the land of Egypt. Let Pharaoh do this and let him appoint over the land to collect one-fifth of the produce of the land of Egypt in the seven plentiful years. And let them gather all the food of those good years that are coming and store them up grain under the authority of Pharaoh and let them, be, let them keep food in the cities. Then the food shall be as a reserve for the land for the seven years of famine, which shall be in the land of Egypt, that the land may not perish during the famine. So the advice was good in the ears of Pharaoh and in the eyes of all his servants. I, I need you to note that if what you're, the Bible you're reading is yours, underline it, whatever you can do. The interpretation was subjected to Pharaoh and everyone around him. It was not in the closet. It was not in the back room. Now, the reason why I'm saying this is that for some of you, you're going to be sitting in boardrooms and everyone in the boardroom must know that the solution is coming from you. The days of passing information to others to interpret are over for you. The reason why I'm saying this is that, you know, we, 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 we stay in the interpreting stage for too long. The passing on the dream implementation to those who are not qualified to lead the implementation is a wrong strategy. God will not give you implementation wisdom and not give you the grace to make it work. When you pass it to those who are not giving the grace, it will not be fulfilled. They will not have the passion, they will not have the zeal, and most of all, they will not have the grace to carry it out to the fullness. So please hear me and hear me clearly on this. So it was made known to everybody that the wisdom was coming from Joseph. It was not coming from the butler who introduced Joseph. No, no, no. It was not a board uh, decision. It was not a counselor concession. It was coming from an individual who was necessary to bring a change. Verse, so now we're in verse um, 38. And Pharaoh said to the, his servants, Can we find uh, such a one as this? A man in whom is the Spirit of God. Now please hear what Pharaoh says. Joseph is talking about national reconstruction giving strategies of how to take care of glut and farming, trying to explain an, a new system that needs to be put in place. And then Pharaoh is looking at the wisdom and comparing it to God. May I suggest to us that we operate 
the wisdom of God. And it's not too far-fetched for people to recognize that you are not normal. Uh, you didn't get this because you have an MBA behind your name. You didn't get this because uh, 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 of whatever you read. Uh, you may be the cleaner in the organization, but you have the wisdom. Remember, Joseph was a foreigner. He was not even supposed to hang out with uh, Egyptians. Now, he's giving them a strategy, and there is no way he didn't attend their schools. There's no way he could have come up with that kind of information. And some of us are not bold enough to let others know that, you know what? This idea is God-breathed. This idea, you know, yes, I'm telling you, but there is something more beyond what you're saying. You know, don't hide your sources. You know, if you've done any level of degree and you're writing uh, your thesis, you are told to disclose your sources. So listen to me. Don't hide your sources. Don't be afraid of your source. You know, God is not a crazy nut. He's able to give us answers. He's able to give us solutions. And nobody will doubt who you are because you ascribe to the God who created the whole world. So in verse 39, Pharaoh, then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Inasmuch as God has shown you all this, there is no one as discerning and wise as you. You shall be, okay, let me, let, me, let, me, let me just say this before I forget. You know, he made a comment about there's no one discerning and as wise as you. Meaning, he's not just a dream interpreter. He's not just saying this is what is going to happen. He's saying this is what you're going to do to fix it. Now, this challenges me in that, I don't want to be the one that is able to tell you this is what your dream means because I always want to know, and so what? What do I do with what you're telling me? So we need to be able to come into the and so what. We need to be able to answer the and so what. It's not time to be celebrating because you have uh, a clear understanding. How about the wisdom to bring the understanding into working order. So verse 41, 40, you shall have rule over my house and all my people shall be ruled according to your word. Only in regard to the throne will I be greater than you. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, see, I have set you over the land of Egypt. Now, the first thing I want you to know is that He's been set over the land of Egypt to serve it. He's not been set over the land of Egypt to, to, to lord over it. And as we are coming into this business of being able to be implementers, I want us all to embrace service. Now, maturity in your gift maturity in your call, maturity in who you are, in whatever profession you are, must be marked by serving, not lording over. So as God lifts you, as God repositions you, I want you to understand that it's time to serve. The nations are in need of servant leaders. The nations are in need of men and women who will serve others into their greatness. So he comes in and he's in 
bringing this implementation strategy and it all is boxed together as a way of administrating their dream. So, you know, when you move from in, uh, interpreting to implementing, you have come into the zone of having the ability to administrate. Now, one of the things Joseph says clearly to Potiphar, uh, we learned that last week, we just want to make mention of it, is the issue of leadership. You cannot administrate or implement without clear leadership. He said to Pharaoh, I need you to have a man in charge. Then that man would appoint others. All right. So he, he was talking about tiers of leaders. There's going to be a harvest, but we need leadership for this harvest to come to pass. Listen to me, nations that have uh, issues with leadership. This is the time to, to go look for the leaders. Now hear me and hear me clearly. The leaders were already alive. They were not going to be born. Joseph was standing right in front of Pharaoh and he says, Pharaoh, go and look for a leader. The leader was standing right in front of him. Then he said the next strategy is that after you get the leader, you need to get leaders for the cities. So we, we, we need to appoint a series of leaders. All right? Leaders who will be committed to the harvest. Then he begins to talk about uh, the details. Now, I want you to write these three things down. Number one, you have to understand, you must come with understanding and the strategy of involvement. All right? You, you have to understand, big picture. Joseph was not only talking about this, what your dream means, he was bringing understanding to the ramifications of the meaning of the dream. I, I see someone having a clear picture of how the organization is going to move. All right? So you, you, you are going to come into this understanding and the strategy of involvement, or you can call it the rules of engagement. How are we going to engage? How are we going to get this thing to become a reality? Number two, it's about the work involved. All right? And number three, the leadership must grow to become, uh, to make sure that they can make what they are going to implement happen. All right? So the leadership must grow. You, you, cannot, you cannot stay where you are. You, you, you have to develop. Remember Joseph as he stood in front of Pharaoh, the abundant season had not come yet. All right? So he was going to have to develop for example, they didn't have storage systems that were going to be able to handle the volume of harvest that was coming. So all of a sudden, he needed to grow up in terms of how do I lead in bringing the agricultural systems to come into the right place to handle that level of harvest. So it's time for us all to begin to, to grow up. Of course, he comes up with this 5%. Uh, uh, which means that every city, sorry, it's 20%. Every city is supposed to store 20% over seven years, and that would guarantee for the next seven years. I don't know what figure God is going to give you for, for the storage systems. Now, not only did he say we should store them, he said he, he was very clear. Like I said, these three things, make sure you have it down packed. He was very clear. He says we have to store them, but we have to put them under guard. So it's not just storing, you know, you, 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 but make sure that the storage is 
put under guard, under wraps. It's not going to be touched. And, and, and of course, when you keep reading the story, once the farming time hits, the people start crying to Pharaoh and Pharaoh says, go to Joseph now. And whatever he tells you. So there was a system put in place where the, the, it was not just about storage. It was about understanding what to do with that storage system. Now, the other thing that was cool about the storage was that they kept storing till they could not store anymore. Meaning there was no limit to which they kept pushing the envelope. They were looking ahead. There are opportunities coming your way. This season that God is giving you all this retooling is going to usher you into a season where abundance is coming. Can I dare say to everyone listening to me that a season of abundance is coming? A season of much is coming. And in that season, God is going to bless you. God is going to settle you. God is going to cause you to be able to take care of whatever lean season may be coming. You know, there's so much fear being pumped around that you will not survive. You, you, you would survive and become an extraordinary gift in the years ahead. May the Lord himself bless you. May the Lord himself cause you to bring interpretations that can sustain you. Listen, his interpretation, you think about it. His interpretation was good enough for 14 years. In, in a few minutes, he had a strategy of how Egypt could function within 14 years. He was giving a 14-year plan within a few minutes. That's what God can do. Now, we're talking about the wisdom of God here. We're talking about God's ability to cause you to interpret a dream that spans over so many years. Now, you and I know that it was not just about the 14 years. There was more beyond the 14 years. It was the positioning of Egypt. It was the positioning of, uh, of the children of Israel coming into Egypt. It was everything in the works that was, was being put together within that one dream. And I'm saying to someone who God has given you the ability to, to, to be a not just a micro thinker, but a macro thinker. You think in, in, in big terms. You are able to move and see change come to your city. See change come to your community. And God is going to bless you. God is going to put you in place. And you're going to be a source of joy to many. Now, tonight, I, I just want us to just add a few thoughts and uh, we wrap up. I've thoroughly enjoyed myself. I just thank God for the fact that he's working in us. He's uh, retooling us. He's getting us excited about the possibilities of what we can do and become. Listen, I want to say to every one of us, dreams are the language of rulers. <laughs> dreams would give you an advantage. You know, Pharaoh didn't have to go to... Uh, sit in a boardroom to get that dream. God can give you a dream concerning your constituents. Uh, God can infiltrate. These are the times where we, we tap into the supernatural. This is a time where we, we look to God in our labs and we say, God, where is the cocktail for this issue? This is a time where you ask God, God, what is the remedy for my community? What is the remedy for that society that you've called me to serve? And I believe that God would give us the advantage. God would give us insight, understanding to be able to handle the days that are ahead of us. 
And I want to say to every one of us that God has grace to, to come into the stage now that it is time for you to embrace the fact that you are an implementer. It is time for you to agree that you are capable of becoming part of the process of the implementation. And it is time for you to understand that it is about the work not the perks. It's about now joining forces with the Holy Spirit and coming into the place for such a time as this. So I release the blessing of God upon you that you would be walking in the courage of a dream implementer. And I call your spirit to step up and embrace the function of the Holy Spirit in your life. Walk with the Holy Spirit who is the implementer of the Godhead, and I call you to step into your place and give an advantage to the nation that you are in. Give an advantage to the community that God has called you in. And I declare that your season and your time for manifestation is now. May God get glory out of your life, and may the nations be blessed forever because of you. May the peace of God guard you. May the strength of God fill you. And may the joy of the Lord sustain you. God bless you. Thank you for joining us uh, tonight. And I trust that the streams uh, of God, the rivers of God are finishing your spirit. Be like the tree that is planted by the rivers of water. Bear your fruit in your season. And whatever else you do will prosper. I declare that your leaves would not wither. I declare that you would become a source of joy for many. By you, others would have a resting place. And may you be a stable force in your community and in your nation. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, God bless you. Thank you so much. And I want you to uh, participate in, in, in showing... Uh, that you enjoyed tonight uh, by, uh, if you're on, on Facebook, uh, put a comment, etc., uh, etc. Et if you're, it's your first time, let us know uh, who you are, and we would love to reach out to you. Now, I also want to encourage us to give. Uh, you can go to the website, uh, myhouseofworship.org, and hit the donation tab, or you can give by way of PayPal, that is paypal.me forward slash my house of worship. I'll give it again, paypal.me forward slash my house of worship. And may God bless you. Uh, if you go to the website, there are two tabs. You, you would come across one says donation. You can hit that or you can go to the capital campaign and hit that. And God bless you once again. The website is myhouseofworship.org. Myhouseofworship.org. Thank you so much. Uh, and uh, we love you. We, uh, we thank God for you. And what a joy it was to have you uh, uh, sharing this moment with us. Thank you for having me in your homes. Thank you for having me in your offices, in your vehicles, in your nations. And I want to give a shout out to the nations uh, in Ghana. Today, I want to give a shout out to, to the UK. I want to give a shout out to Mexico. I want to give a shout out to, uh, to those in um, Namibia. 
Namibia. I want to give a shout out to uh, my people in Namibia. Uh, God bless you and, and uh, we, we rejoice with you. We thank God for the great things he's doing in your land. And I want to thank you all once again for the joy of being part of this season with you. We will come out of COVID-19 uh, better than we entered and the Lord himself will be praised and will be glorified. Thank you for listening to the House of Worship podcast. We hope you enjoyed this message and were blessed by it. For more information, visit us at our website at www.myhouseofworship.org. Thank you and have a blessed day.